Yo, yo. Hey, man. Well, welcome to the Eric J. The Great Podcast, man. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good, man. I'm happy to be on here. Oh, yeah, man. High sound. It ain't too loud or, or nothing, is it? No, nah, what's that noise right there? I was coming into the house. Okay. Oh, yeah. So, man, uh, we just start from the beginning, man. You know, get your whole story and things like that, man. So, uh, first off, man, uh, just tell the people where you're from. I'm from Miami, Florida. Born, born and raised Miami, Florida. I've been all in through Florida. I live in Central Florida right now. That's why I put on for. That's why I'm making music out of. I real Polk County. You no, know, uh, I'm, I'm a little Florida. I'm a Florida baby. Everything Florida. Okay, then that's what's up. So when um, so when you think about your uh your city where you from, when somebody says says your uh city where you from, what's the first thing that comes to your mind when somebody say where you from? Miami, definitely. I take Miami real serious. You know that's why I really learned everything. Like when it comes to my vibe, my the way I, way I listen to music, how I hear music, period. You know, the pop, just Miami. Everything about Miami, I love. So I claim Miami first. Second, where I was really raised, that went to school, that graduated from was Polk County, Central Florida. So it's kind of, you know, I'm torn in between the two, but Miami always going to be home. Oh, what's the first thing that come to mind when you hear Miami? Jucking. <laughs> dancing. It's a little dance we got, jucking. You feel me? Everybody in Miami know about jucking. If somebody be like, oh, I'm from Miami, they be like, oh, you from Miami too? All right, well, let me see you juke then. And usually if you can't juke, you ain't from Miami, man. They be lying. They ain't from Miami. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So man, uh, so kind of explain like uh, how was it uh, growing up in your city? Well, in Miami, I was really a jit. We say jit. Jit mean you know young, a jit be like little kids. All them jits around up. But then growing up, we just ended up calling everybody jit. But coming up in Miami, it was it was it was wild. You know, my people was fresh from Jamaica, so we ain't had too much. We stayed in the we stayed in the projects for real. Down to Opelaka, shooting and everything. It wasn't until I was like maybe eight, nine. My pops, my pops met my mama, and we moved up to Central Florida, got out of that bad neighborhood, you know. But up in Central Florida, growing up, it's all another story. School, I really want, I really want out there. You know, I was, I was, a, I was a little funny jit, the funny quiet jit. You feel me? Like I ain't everybody knew who I was. I was good at sports and everything, but as far as like popularity and everything like that, I was I, I fell back a little bit. I ain't really like big old cries and, and shit like that. Everybody thought that I was you feel me? I was new to the city. So, you know, a lot of people ain't really fuck with me. They like, oh this this nigga, we don't know who this nigga is, so we ain't really fuck with him like that. So I just really fuck with whoever fuck with me. Stayed out the way. Okay. Oh, uh, that's what's up. So, like, as far as like your upbringing, did you uh, did you grow up in a two parent household? Uh, yeah, I know. My my real my biological dad ain't, ain't claiming. I don't really know the nigga like that. You know, you know how that. Happened. I told my mama I belong to a white man because I came out light skin, but shit, down here, baby, come out light skin. You hear me? So like, at first. I didn't really had no pops, but then my mom and my stepdad in. He stayed stepped up to the plate, you know. He 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 treated me like all his other kids. He ain't treat me like no stepchild. Like all my real pops, so I call him my real daddy to this day. No stepdad, I don't call him by his name. I call him pop. You feel me? So after after they met, then yeah, I had it until he was in prison. So I say before I, I had a good a good two parent home for maybe about. Five good years before he went to prison, then got deported. Okay. So, um, uh, do you got any siblings? What? You can hear me, my bad. My mama keep. <laughs> yeah, what did you say? You can hear me? 
No, yeah, it's, I got a gang. I got a gang of siblings. I got about nine brothers and sisters that I know of. You know, pops was a hoe. Pops was a big old. Hoe. I got. I got uh down where I fall at, man. I got one little brother. No, I got two little brothers. One big brother. A little sister. Two little sisters. A big sister. And another older brother. Okay. So uh so so what schools did you go to growing up? Man, I went to Tennessee Crowder Elementary in Miami. I went to uh, Kathleen Middle, Dr. Andy Roberts. That's in Polk County, Kathleen High School. And that's it for school. I graduated in Kathleen, Polk County. So I'm a red devil for sure, man. If anybody knows, when they come here, this, you feel me? I'm going to put on for the lean. Got to. Oh, yeah, absolutely, bro. Um, so as far as like growing up in your city, um, when you was a kid, man, when you, uh, when you reminisce, what were some of the, uh, circumstances and struggles that you had to overcome as a kid transitioning to a teenager? Um, struggles I had to overcome transitioning. Damn. Well, that's a hard one, boy. You know how to ask a question, boy. Let me see. Let me see. The hardest part I say was 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 really really uh getting people to understand a nigga. You feel me? Like a lot of people, cause my people Jamaican. So when when we came, they all fresh off the boat. You know, everybody already was established down here. You know, they got generations and generations before them that was already in America. You feel me? So they got houses passed down and. They got jobs already started. So when they coming up, you feel me? They got their people to help them out. They got people to support them doing whatever they did. See, we ain't had that. My mom and my daddy, they the first ones to come to America. So the crib they got, that's the only thing our family got as a whole. You feel me? The cars they got, that's all we got as a whole. So we we started from the ground up. So all the other kids at school had the Nikes and the Jordans and all that shit. My people couldn't afford that shit all the back. I had the champions and protege shoes you know the kmart shoes and shit like that but people weren't digging that you feel me but i made the best of the shit you feel me? i was color matching and all that shit made them made i basically made them respect me you feel me respect who i was as a, as a person first and that was really the hardest part because you know i got bullied nobody don't know that but i got bullied when i was a jit like two, two brothers when i first came down two brothers was taking my lunch card you feel me They'll take it and play goddamn man in the middle with my shit. I'm short as hell. They taking my shit. I ain't got no friends. I got tired of that shit. One day I got down. I brought a big ass knife to school. I told one nigga I thought that was my friend. I told that nigga, hey, they touched my lunch card today. I'm gonna chop his hands off. I'm on the bus. I got the big ass knife on my hand. I'm on the bus to show him my friend. I'm gonna chop his hand off. The nigga that I called my friend up telling on me, dog. Telling the uh, teacher that I had a knife in my book bag. Later on in the day, the police walk in the room in the class. They ask to search my book bag. They find a big ass knife, and I got I get expelled for that shit. You feel me? So man, that, man, that's crazy. How old you was when that happened? Man, I was in elementary. I was in elementary school. I was in like fourth grade. How old you is in fourth grade? I don't even know. Uh, I think good. You was like nine. Yeah, but I was a jit, I was young, but I won. You feel me? I was small, like I'm six one now. But then I was probably I was short as hell, and I ain't hit my growth spurt till late. So I was small as hell. They were bigger than me, but I wasn't going for that shit. But after that, right though, when I had that, when I brought that knife, and, and everybody heard that I got expelled for bringing that knife because I was trying to cut whoever fucked. It was old, and nobody ain't fucked with me since then. Then they knew that oh that nigga ain't gonna go for that shit. You feel me? That nigga. Ain't. You gonna leave that nigga alone, that nigga crazy. That's what they said I'm crazy, but I wasn't crazy. I was just tired, you feel me? Niggas get tired of shit. Yeah, yeah, man. I absolutely uh understand that, man. So when you was a kid, um uh, what type of activities were you into? Did you play sports or were you uh into music early on? What was you doing? 
Yeah, that's all I did was play sports. We, any, anything we could do to stay active. Because like I said, we, I ain't had no friends. All I had was my brothers that was with me that we stayed with. So we was we were playing football, basketball, AAU. We down there. We played soccer, goddamn. We did everything. Stay in shape, you feel me? Get bring balance to life. Because all we knew was school and home. School and home. We had no friends like that. So all we did was play sports. That's what's up, man. So uh, what, what made you join the Army? Man, that, I ain't going to lie. No disrespect to the military, but that fuck-ass recruiter lied to my ass. I'm talking about, oh, we, you you basically work a regular job when you get in the Army. He told me I could I should pick a cable installer job. He was like, oh, you going to be like me. You're going to have all these shoes in your closet. You see the car I'm driving. And woo, woo, woo. I get off work every day and go home to my family at 5 o'clock. He told me all that mess, man. So, and then again, you feel me? I ain't had really no other option. I barely graduated high school, you feel me? My freshman year, I was skipping school. I ain't, I ain't really want to go to school like that because I ain't, like I said, I ain't no friends. So, like, in the morning, I get up. I walk to the bus stop, you feel me? And I hide behind, it was a big ass, like, the neighborhood we stayed in had a big ass sign. I hide behind the sign, you feel me? And when the bus come, I hide behind the sign, let the bus go by. And then I get from behind the sign. Then my mama left. My mama left after I supposed to catch the bus. So when my mama would be pulling out, she'll see me at the bus stop. And I'd be like, I guess the bus ain't come. I don't know what happened, Mark, you feel me? And I walk back to the house. She'll go to work. But some mornings I got down, chew up a whole bunch of crackers early in the morning, drink some water, gargle it, and go spit it in the toilet, go wake my mama up, be like, I'm sick, Ma, I can't go to work. You feel me? So I just, I, I ain't go to school a lot. So I had an 0.9 GPA, and I, I ain't know that all that shit average out together. You get an 0.9 your freshman year, that shit going on your sophomore year and your junior year. You got to, you feel me, it's an average. So up into my senior year, I was fighting to try and get that to a 2.0. And I finally did. They told me I got to graduate high school to go to the Army. That's the only thing I was thinking about. I want to think about no college because there no college looking for me. And I ain't like school, period. So I was like, fuck it, man. I go to this Army. This man talking about I get all these shoes and this nice-ass car. I was like, fuck it, man. Let's do it. Took my ass to the Army. Absolutely, bro. So uh, first off, uh, how long you was in the Army and was you um... – and was you still doing music while you was in? Oh, I did. I did. I did a full four, four years in the army from uh 2014 to 2018. And now, man, I ain't. I ain't do no music. I ain't. I literally ain't started rapping until I went to prison. I ain't had no thoughts of rapping until I went to prison. I ain't never listened to no beats, freestyle, none of that shit. I ain't did nothing. I met somebody. Uh, I met somebody while I was in jail who was singing. It was a dude who could sing like when I say this man could sing better than Usher, this man could blow. And he was in there singing and he he just ain't take that shit serious. And I was I tell him that I tell him that I like, man, you, you got you got a gift, bro. You need to get out and change your life, turn your life around, you feel me? And, and use the gift that you were blessed with, you feel me? And he just wouldn't take it serious. So I end up I end up playing around with him, be like, hey, man, let me let me get on that song with you, you feel me? He like, oh, you wanna get on it? Then beat and sing and rap at the same time. I couldn't ever catch that shit. So I, every day I just get with them and practice it. We'll be practicing together, playing around and doing. We ain't got shit else to do. We in this bitch all day, every day. We ain't got nothing to do. So we just making music. I'm learning how to beat. Then I was going through a heartbreak at the time. So the whole time I'm rapping about this female that broke my heart. You feel me? And it just took off since then. I fell in love with it. And I told everybody, I was like, when I get out, I'm finna do music. When I get out, I'm gonna do music. I'm gonna build my studio. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna do that. And sure enough, I did everything I said. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely, bro. If you mind me, um, you mind me asking, uh, uh, what what did you go to uh, prison for, and uh, how long you was in there? I was being an idiot. I got greedy. So basically. In the military, you know, you can't smoke or you ain't supposed to. You can do whatever you want, but you ain't supposed to. You ain't supposed to smoke no weed. So my first duty station was Korea. And Korea is dry. They treat weed out there like it's it's down methamphetamine or something. You, feel me? you get caught with weed out there, it's down there. 
a federal charge or something. So the whole time I was in Korea, I ain't smoked no weed, you didn't find no weed. So when I finally came back to Georgia, I left Korea, got shipped to Georgia. I was out at the park one day. I went to the park and I smelled, I smelled weed in the air, man. These niggas were smoking at the park. So I push up to him. I was like, hey, man. I was like, let me get let me get a gram of that right there. He was like, right, I got you. So I go to the ATM. You feel me? I get $20 out of the ATM. I buy me some blunts and something to drink. I bring the nigga $10. He was like, hey, man, what you what you said you wanted? I like a gram. He was like, damn, bro, you must not be from around here. A gram go for 20 I'm like, what the fuck? So me, me hearing that, I automatically go to money money moves, thinking about my city, you feel me, a ground, $10 in my city, a zip, probably $125, 150 So I asked him, I said, what does zip go for? He talking about a gas go for uh, $250, $300. I'm like, man, what the hell? So sure enough, I took my ass to Florida, got me a pound of gas, and brought that shit back up to Georgia while I'm in the Army and started trapping. I stayed right, right across the street from a high school, you feel me, so... I had all the jits before school. They'll be at my back door. They'll be at my back door early in the morning, ready to get some gas. So I'm serving the gas out my back door before I go to PT in the morning. You feel me? And I'm eating good. It got to the point where I wasn't even touching my army chest. I was just spending nothing but weed money. But I wasn't thinking, you feel me? I, I was really just moving off of impulse, being greedy. So I'm getting all this money. I got two cars now. I got my own crib. I got four Giados on my car. I'm buying out the club. I'm throwing big ass parties, bringing bringing celebs out. So, me not knowing that's drawing attention to myself. You feel me? They started looking like, hey, he only a E three or I know how much he get paid. How is he affording all this stuff? How you making all this money? So it drew heat to me. And long story short, the police started fucking with me. You know, they see they see somebody doing whatever you see making money. They, they want to know how you doing it. Feel me? If it ain't adding up, they want to know what the fuck you doing, how you doing it. So, I ended up fucking myself up, selling weed inside the party while I'm throwing the party at my house. Police, uh, police set me up. They set a CI on me. They A confidential informant. They put him right in my circle, you feel me? They sent me to us as a cameraman. He was a cameraman. He came to us like, hey, I record. I can record y'all parties, you feel me? Show y'all the videos. And the whole time, he's smoking weed with us. He doing everything with us. So I'm thinking this nigga cool. He's straight. He hit me up one day with like, hey, I'm trying to buy two zips. So I had my old lady meet me at the uh meet him at the taco bell. I go sell him the two zips. Whole time, his cameras inside his car. They got audio in his car and they got more money. So I make the trans, you feel me? I go out to the crib like any other nigga do and I start flipping. You feel me? I take a fat ass picture, lay the money out, spread the money, took a picture with the money. Boom. They got video evidence, audio evidence, and they got proof that I had the money. So that's my first charge, selling marijuana. Then I had a partner. He he was trying to make a sale outside of the house, and the nigga tried to rob him, basically. You feel me? Yeah, he tried to feed him. So my partner ended up trying to run out on me. He ended up shooting. So I was out the door with my other uh, homeboy, and we ended up, we ended up seeing my, my partner running. So we run out there with our guns and we shoot back. We end up hitting a nigga in the back. Feel me? Police come. Don't nothing happen that night. That same night, police come. We stayed at the house. We was outside when the police came. They looked at all the shells on the ground. They looked and they left. About two, three days later, they kicked my door in. I, I'm, I'm asleep with my old lady. About to get up for PT. It's like 3 o'clock in the morning. They kicked my door in. They find weed in the house. They find the... the the Ziploc machine, so they hit me with possession, manufacturing, distribution, aggravated assault with a deadly weapon, and that was my that was my first time really going to jail. You feel me? And my first time, I ended up sitting for two years, get sent. Damn, that's crazy, man. So how was how was that? You know, with your first time, man, going to going to prison, man. You know, being around like. Some real deal, you know what I'm saying? Like criminals, man. How how was it adjusting, you know, just on a you know, on a project a protection standpoint, you know, cause you know, you see the movies and things like that. So how how it really was in there, you know, when people be honestly you know, shaking people, things like that, you know. Yeah, that's it. It's it. It's it. I mean, you can't believe everything you see on a movie, you feel me? For the most part, they 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 try they they gas it up a lot. 
but it's really how you care yourself. I mean, granted, when I first went to jail, I ain't know. I'm not knowing I'm finna go to prison. I ain't knowing I'm finna sit in here this long. I'm on the phone with my people like, hey, save up this money so when I go to court on this date, I get in jail, I get a court date maybe two weeks out. I'm saying, I go to court, they gonna, ooh, ooh, I'm gonna get a bond. Two weeks come, I don't get a bond. You feel me? They push the court date back. Two weeks turn into a month. I keep calling my lawyer when I'm going to court. Oh, trying to get you on a diet. That month turning into three months. Three months turning into five. And they keep on going. They keep on going. I'm sitting. I'm sitting. I'm going to court. They pushing the court date back. Push it back. We're going to continue. They came at me with a first offer after, after a year of sitting. They gave me the first offer of 10 years. I had a paid lawyer and everything. My paid lawyer told me, they offered me, not matter of fact, they offered me six months with a program. My lawyer told me not to take it. He was like, I could get you out and on straight probation. Don't take that program. Don't please get to that. You feel me? So I'm like, all right, boo, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to get out of the So your first offer, usually your sweetest. So I guess they gained some more evidence, and they, they came up on the offer 10 years. Hell, no, nah, I ain't taking no 10 years, man. So I denied that offer. I've been sitting for a year, and then it, it, it kicked back up again. They got a nigga sitting. They got me waiting. So the whole time that's going on, like, you know what I mean? Hell, you feel me? In my mind, my mind adjusting to, to the environment, you feel me? When you when I got locked up at first, I was, I was, I wouldn't say I was completely intimidated, you feel me? Because I ain't, I ain't scared of nothing. I ain't scared of nothing but the man with the power upstairs, you know? But I care myself, right? I ain't going there acting like I was the biggest, baddest nigga in the, in the jail, you feel me? Because one thing about it, you got to humble yourself. If you think you the, you the biggest, baddest nigga, it's, it's another nigga out there that's bigger and better, for sure. You feel me? So I went in there, held myself, held care of my own. Went in there, and I, I, I carried myself like I did out here. Like, I ain't no gangster. Like, I don't want to be no gangster. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a turnt nigga. I like to party. I like females. I like women. I like to dance. You feel me? So I went in jail with the same shit. And sure enough, they fought with it. They fought with you if you be you. I, ain't, I, ain't, I mean, I had a couple fights in jail. But it wasn't on my end, you feel me? It's another nigga that I was on some fuck shit, you feel me? And I had to stand up for myself. But that's it. You don't let nobody run you over. You don't let nobody take nothing from you. You just be yourself. Yeah, you'll be all right. So I was all right. Everybody fuck with me. So when the, uh, when did you get out of prison? Like, what uh, what year and what month? I got out of prison December uh, 2019. Okay, then. So when you got uh so as far as um your family man like um do do you have anyone in your family that's involved in the music business? Uh not not close man. Well I say my uncle, my uncle DJ King of Diamonds in Miami, he really pushing me. He pushing me heavy. Like when I got out and I showed him what I had, he was like, damn man, why you ain't why you ain't been rapping? Why you ain't been doing this, man? It's, you real good to be just starting, you feel me? So every song I, I, I do, I send it to him, and he'll spend it in the club. He'll send me videos. He'll be like, they was feeling the song, man. They was liking the song. The girls were dancing to your song. You got to keep going. You got to do it. she be like, I'm tired of working, man. You the mid ticket. You the family ticket out of here. You got to keep going. So he be, he be pushing me. But as far as family-wise, that's like the closest thing I got. In, into the industry, you feel me, my uncle. So as far as you being led to music, uh, was that prison um, situation was the only thing that led you to doing music? Yeah, man, that one nigga, that one nigga, if I blow up right now, I one nigga down to 30% of whatever fuck I, I signed for. Like, if I catch a deal right now, like that nigga that, that turned me to music, that made me, like, say, hey, I want to do this. Like, I like this. I want to do this. I still talk. He just got out of prison. He just came home. And I still tell this nigga to this day, like, hey, man, you need to hop on this and you do this. But, yeah, for sure, if I ever get up or I hit any type of big money, even if I'm off route, any type of big money, I'm going to dump money into him. I'm going to put I'm going to invest in him because that boy got talent. And if it weren't for him, if I ain't running into him, it wouldn't even be no wife on care, you feel me? I wouldn't be doing none of this shit right now. I'd probably still be trapping or something. Oh, absolutely, bro. Sometimes it only take that one person, man. And it, sometimes it don't even be a person that you would think it would be in your close circle. You know, it would be a total stranger that 
had that belief, had that belief in you to and push right. you to do something. One thing I did find out, man, it's not it ain't it don't matter how long you knew somebody about loyalty. You can meet a complete stranger that could change your life, you feel me? A complete stranger that care about your well being. And that, I met a lot of that in jail. I met a lot of old dudes that, you know, I learned a lot. I don't even I don't even regret being locked up. You feel me? I learned so much that, that changed my life to this day from prison, from being in jail, incarcerated, that I, I don't regret. I know I missed a lot of time, you know, with family and shit like that, but that shit made me who I am today. Yeah, facts, man. You gotta always uh be optimistic about any uh situation, whether it's negative or not, bro. Yeah, facts always. So when you got uh when you got out of prison, man, uh when was your first time going to the studio? I I kid you not, man, believe it or not, I never in my studio. My first my first time recording, making making my first song was on this what we on is on my phone, man. I got on YouTube, I was looking up ways to make music without because I could go to the studio. When I first got out of jail, I ain't had how much. I came out with forty five hundred dollars, you feel me? But I had to move. I moved straight to Philadelphia. I was with my wife. So I gave her all the money to set up everything to get me up to Philly. I had to get me a car. And I got a car and went straight to work. I ain't had no more money after that for real. So I, I, I budgeted. I got on I got some headphones. I downloaded this app I found called Voisey. They had little beats on there. You could record on your headphones and it just go right in it, right into that motherfucker. So I started making phone, songs on my phone. And I send them. I, I send them a call. You feel me? I'd be on Snapchat and I'd play it on my Snapchat. Nope, on my Snapchat. Be like, what song that is? What song that is? And I was like, damn, y'all fuck with that. Y'all like that shit. So I was like, damn, I need to make some more shit. I need to get this shit to be sound better. I need some quality shit. So I took, I looked on YouTube how to turn your phone into a studio and sure enough they gave me a little blueprint so I went to Best Buy I bought a little adapter for my phone I bought me a USB mic I hooked all that shit up to my phone dog went down in the basement I had a box it was this cardboard box I put a whole bunch of fucker and I put the mic inside the box and I recorded numbers my first my first song that went crazy like I recorded this song in the, in, the, in the basement in a box I posted that motherfucker. T Grizzly hit me up about that song. He tried to fly me out. He tried to fly me out to work with me, but I couldn't fly because I was on papers. I was fresh on papers, so I had to turn it down. And that was the first time I recorded a real song on my phone in that basement. I ain't never been to a studio to this day. Dang, boy, that's crazy, man. That's uh, a real inspiration to people because a lot of people have dreams but they will uh, make excuses for why they can't do that dream. And, you know, you, uh, you're, uh, you know, everything takes a little bit of money, but you uh, use your resources to make the best out of the situation you was in and still, you know, accomplish, you know, moving towards what you wanted to do. Facts, man. I know it's still a real man don't make excuses, man. They make it happen. Yeah, absolutely, bro. And I just kept on going with the investing, you feel me? I, I did it slowly, but I, I, at the end of the day, I got it in the long run. Like, I buy a mic. I save up, buy a mic. And then next thing, I got to get the interface. And then I, I literally built my own studio. I got a home studio right now, professional home studio. I got all good equipment, pro tools. I got the industry standard, everything right now. And I did all that shit by myself. It's to the point where I, I taught myself how to record. I taught myself how to mix. I taught myself how to master. Get on YouTube, stay up all night. Talking about long, long, long ass nights. I'd be up till three, four, five in the morning, knowing I gotta go to work at seven, looking at how to mix, how to record, all type of shit. YouTube University, that's what I call it. They be like, well, how you how you learn? I'd be like, YouTube University. YouTube and learn how to do anything. Facts, bro. Yeah, everything. Everything's yeah, on YouTube. For real. That shit crazy. Yeah, man. So as far as your process, man, as an artist, 
Are you uh, more of a freestyle or a writer, or is it a mix of both? Oh, I'm definitely a, I'm definitely a, a writer. I'm a writer for sure. I, I can't freestyle for motherfucker, but I could, I'm I'm real intellect. You feel me? I used to write poems in jail for people that 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 wasn't really like you know they they've been in jail for a long time, so they didn't go to they didn't get to go to school, they didn't get to graduate, they didn't get to you feel me go to master language arts or how to write correctly and stuff like that. So when it came down to like Valentine's days, Mother's days, and stuff like that, I was a king of poems. Like I could write up a poem real quick. So that's how, like, when I ain't, I couldn't afford food, when I couldn't eat in jail, you feel me, when I was hungry, they'd bring me soups and honey buns and stuff like that to write them a poem for their mama or write a poem for their old lady, you feel me? And I'd be writing poems for the whole dorm, sending them out for them, writing something special for them on Mother's Day or Valentine's Day, stuff like that. So i always been good with writing, especially towards women, you feel me? But when it coming up with songs, the freestyle before I could freestyle a melody. Like, you know, you get in the booth, I get in the booth and I just be mumbling some bullshit, saying some bullshit. Then I, I just I get it to go with the beat. And then when it sounds like it's a little bop, I go back over it. Then I write to the melody. You feel me? Then the whole song start coming together. And I got the whole song written. I go back through and record all over again. And that's how I patch everything together. But yeah, I ain't never really just that numbers freestyle was why I say my only freestyle. I did that by I, I recorded on the beat. And as as I recorded one thing, I stopped, came up with something else, and kept going like that. It wasn't just no all the way through freestyle, but it was it was straight off the dome. As soon as it came to my head, I wrote that bitch down and went with it. And that's what I stuck with. So how often do you write? Do you do you uh write every day or do it just like uh you just going through life and then things come to you yeah fight that's it i don't rush nothing i don't force nothing i like to wrote i like to write off impulse and emotion you feel me like like the day i'm gonna write something today i just went through some bullshit at work today had me feeling some type of way so i got something to say about that so i'm gonna put that shit on some paper turn that into a song every time i go to jail and get out i come out with a banker i went to jail i lost my job just recently, I went to jail. I got I got pulled over for a suspended license. You feel me? My, my license wasn't supposed to be suspended. You feel me? They fucked up a good job I had going on. You feel me? I, they they took all my savings because I had they told my car all type of bullshit. Man, I got out after about thirty days and came out with tragedy. As soon as I got in the booth, I just I found a beat. I went right in the booth and, and that's the first thing that came to me because that's what I thought it was. I was like, that's a tragedy, like. I got shit finally going for myself, you feel me? I'm doing good. I'm saving money. I'm about to work on my own crib. And boom, a tragedy happened. I get arrested, lose my job. Now I'm back in square one all over again. And that's how I came out with tragedies. That shit just hit me. Yeah, yeah, man. That's a that's uh that's uh an awesome process that you have, man, as far as, you know, writing off uh real life, you know, situations because yeah. it's uh authentic. Facts, man. I try to stay away from all that that fake shit. Rappers be rapping about, oh, they got this car and they got all this jury and all this money and they be lying in the song. Like, granted, some people might like hearing that, but I ain't got no Bugatti. I ain't got no Bentley. I ain't got no VVSs. Well, I just got me a diamond just recently, but I ain't had that shit before. You feel me? I ain't. I can't tell no nigga about what the fuck type of gears and no Lamborghini. So I'm not finna be rapping about no Lamborghini. I'm not finna be rapping about no Giuseppe's. I'm not finna be rapping about all that shit. I ain't never touched no no Giuseppe's. Like, that's it. I don't, I don't feel that type of shit. I feel like it's all cap. I, I like rapping like some shit that somebody could relate to. I, I rap about a lot of relationship-related shit, you feel me? And I know everybody got relationship problems. Can't nobody, anybody that's listening to this right now be a motherfucking liar. They say they ain't never had no relationship problem. You feel me? Yeah, that's a fact, bro. Fact, so. so as you're going through this process, when you're going out, when you got out of prison, man, and you started, you know, start going, getting, going um, 10 toes down with this music, at one point, would you say that you got confidence in yourself to where you was like, I could really do this, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, you just like if you was playing sports or anything, like you can be playing sports 
for five or six years, but it's always that one game or that one moment where you did something and you was like, dang, I'm actually good at this, you know what I'm saying? Mm. Like what uh well I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was probably like a song or something like that, you know, like a certain song you put out or something, you know. Yeah, I actually do. It's it's actually my favorite song and it's crazy. A lot of people don't don't really know about this song. They like all the other ones that I put out. But it's called Seven Thirty Cupid. Oh yeah, that's I, one of my favorites right there. <laughs> where you feel me? Seven thirty cupid right there. I had I listen to myself a lot. You feel me? I got a I got a nice system in my car, music system. I got like I got all my dope speakers done. So it's 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 pretty loud, you feel me? And some nights I like to I like to get in my car and smoke me a black and mild and just ride around listening to my music, blasting it. So one day I had pulled to the DMV. I was blasting 730 Cupid. You feel me? So I pull into the DMV. I get out. I start walking to the DMV. And this lady, there's this lady outside the DMV selling insurance. She was like, excuse me. And I was like, what's up? I'm thinking she about to sell me some insurance. I'm like, man, damn, this bitch about to try again. Waste my time. I don't want to talk to this lady. But no, she asked me. She was like, who sing that song? She was like, what song that is? And I was like, that's me. And she was like, you for real? I was like, yeah, that's me. She was like, stop pulling me, man. Just tell me who the artist is, and I'll let you go. I'm like, that's me for real. I'll show you. So I pull out my phone. I show her the picture on the phone, and it's really me. And she was like, that's crazy. That sounds so good. And I was like, you for real? You like it? She was like, yeah. So she ended up telling me that she was hosting a, uh, a little concert. She was bringing the artists out a few weeks, and she was like, oh, she would love to have me perform at the uh, at the event. She was like, it sounded real good. She think I could go far. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. Like, I came up here to get my, my license reinstated. You feel me? Like, huh? And you, you, you talking about this and that. So I'm like, damn, like, maybe maybe this shit really is, like, something I should stay consistent with. Something I should really put all everything into to ride that bitch to the wheel follow. off. Because if, if, one, if one person like it, you feel me? If I could pull up somewhere random and one person like it, around the world, but it's going to be thousands of other people just like that one person that like that, you feel me? So that yeah. that moment right there gave me a lot, of, a lot of confidence in my music, you feel me? It meant a lot. And I'll never forget that day. Oh, yeah, bro. That's, uh, every, everybody needs that moment, you know what I'm saying? That's uh, that reassurance, you know what I'm saying? When they, when you're on a journey as far as, like, trying to master something, you know? Yeah, don't be it fast, man. I wish I, I wish I still had was in contact with him. Oh yeah, I wish I was, man. But I lost contact with him. I don't know where she is, man. So, uh, when did when did you drop your first project? Uh, three headed dog, three headed. I ain't gonna lie, three headed dog was it was kind of thrown together because my brothers. I got a, I got, a, I got two brothers. One one that's a producer rapper. He pre-produced a beat for Kodak back on my feet. I don't, I don't know. You probably know that song, but he made that beat for Kodak. He rap also. And then my other brother, he started making music when I when I brought the studio. He, he you know, I guess he fell in love with it also. So he like he liked the art basically. He ain't as persistent or he ain't as he he not trying to pursue a career in it, but he had fun with it. You know, so we'll be in there making music sometimes. We'll be in the studio and they'll be like, hey, man, I like that. Let's hop on it. Let me get on it. So we came out with a couple of songs and I was like, damn, I've been dropping singles. I ain't never dropped an album. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going I'm to name, so name it. three. I'm going to drop an album called Three-Headed Dog. You feel me? And I'm going to have both of them on it. So basically, we are three-headed dogs. Like shit. We all brothers. We ride for each other. So I, I threw that little little project together, but as a solo album, I never dropped a solo album. That's what I'm working on right now. So as far as when you dropped your first uh, project, man, uh, what was uh, what was the responses, man? Like, was you getting a lot of feedback back, you know, from people that you know and people you didn't know? Oh yeah, facts, facts. See, I'm I'm with United Masters right now, so I get to track my views and I get to I get to see you know, what cities stream it the most and, and things of that sort. But 
Definitely, man. I got a lot of feedback on a, a couple songs on that album. A couple songs on that album people was really fucking with. They sent me Snapchats with them playing it, singing the whole song in their car. Yeah, you, well, now nah, you, you sent me one that you like what I had a, a project with a female that like that. And you were like, you were fucking with that shit, man. That, that's it. If it means shit like that, really, that shit changed the game for me. You feel me? Even if it's small, even if I don't blow up, you feel me? It be stuff like that, that, that make a nigga day. You know what I'm saying? Like, made me smile on the inside. Like, it don't take, like, I don't got to be rich to be happy. I'd rather be happy than, you feel me, rich. I know a lot of rich people that's that's miserable in life, you feel me? I'm chasing happiness at the end of the day. But, yeah, for sure, man, the Three-Headed Dog Project, that really, for an album, it it, it, it paid. It started, it started, it's like the bottom of the pyramid. It's the start of something big for me, you feel me? I, I, I plan on, my intentions is to make stuff better than that. Every time I drop, I try and outdo the last thing I drop. So I dropped that album as a thrown together piece. Now I'm working on a complete solo album. I got drum dummy, drum dummy, drum, drum dummy produced the beat for me, a custom beat for me that he sent to me that he wanted me to good get on. And I end up coming up with no scrubs to that. No scrubs is a real, it's a real exquisite, you know, a little exquisite track that I don't, it's a, it's a good record that I feel like it'll do something when I release it. You feel me? Ain't nobody rapping like that. I try and make my own little lane. You feel me? If it, it Ain't know my music. They understand, like, oh, he he not just trying to sound like these other rappers that's out here. He ain't trying to sound like Young Thug or sound like Rod Wave. He he making his own music. You feel me? So, yeah, man, that's it. Everything coming along for sure. Absolutely, bro. So when you um, when you think about the music scene in your city. Uh, describe the music scene in your city as far as artists, like from people that ain't never, you know, been in your city. Man. So you saying like, you saying like the other artists that's in my city? Yeah. Like, like is, it a, um, <laughs> is it a popular music city? Like, uh, like man, so, you know, big time artists and local artists, you know? No, man, we ain't got too many big time artists. Everybody a local celebrity, though. In this city right here that I'm in, it's 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 everything off clock. Everything off clock. That's what that go back to say when I told you I'm not I'm I wasn't born here, you feel me? I moved up here. So when I came, I ain't have we ain't got no family backing. Like it's a lot of artists out here that I personally think is trash. But honestly, I'm a, I like a couple records. I'm never one to take credit from nobody. You feel me? There's some artists out here that got some decent records. But the other 90% of they shit be trash. But the city of gas it because of clout. They know they know a lot of people. A lot of people, they friends. You feel me? Like, they'll post a video. It, it blow my mind. They'll post a video and I'll watch it. And mind you, if it's a good song, i give credit where it's due. Like, this shit sound good. This shit riding. But... When I'm hearing some shit that sound like a rapper that's already out, and it's it's like, what is you saying? Like this this I don't even I can't relate to none of this shit you saying. It's like you just you just riding the beat type shit. You just saying whatever the fuck you want to say on the beat. I be like this shit trash, but I look at the views and the retweets, and they got a ass of views and retweets, five thousand, ten thousand views and retweets. But when I post some real shit, and I'm saying some real shit, you saying you see what I'm saying? Like in this city. The people that I got on my social media that's in this city, I don't get as much views and retweets like that. But I say if I submit that same song, I post that video on TikTok. Well, you know, it's a diverse community that, that get to see it and stuff like that. It go crazy. All everybody on TikTok fuck with it. Everybody, you feel what I'm saying? Like everybody that's not in this city fuck with it. But as soon as I, I try and put something out to this city, they don't get no love. And I feel like that's some crowd, that's some hating ass shit, that's some weird ass shit. Like y'all, I mean, I understand if your friend's supposed to ride for you, dog. But I don't want them type of friends. I don't want no friend that's gonna tell me, "Yo, that shit sound good." When the whole time that shit sound like gay, like booty. Like I'm gonna feel real hurt if you tell me this shit sound good and I go perform this in front of somebody and I get booed. I'm gonna feel like you set me up for failure. But there's a lot of that going on in this city right here. You feel me with other local rappers? It's a few. Now it's a few out here that that got some gas that I really fuck with. But for the most part, man, it's just a 
it's a dead riding city, man. It's a dead riding city for sure. Even the small businesses, the black small businesses that's out here, they're trying to get, you know, get on their feet, trying to trying to get a kickstart from the city. They'll be posting their business on Facebook. The city don't retweet that shit. They don't retweet it. They don't share it. They don't try and support. They don't do none of that shit. But as soon as something go bad with the business, they want to retweet it and, and slander it and bash it and shit like that. It's crazy. Most of the celebrities that came from this city, people that blew up or got rich from this city, they never come back. They never come back. And they wonder why. They get mad at that. Oh, you got rich and you did this and you never come back to the city and show love throw an event in the city I wouldn't show love this motherfucker neither because y'all don't want to support nobody until y'all already made it like what sense that me oh yeah man that crab that crab in the bucket mentality bro that's a that's a dangerous thing to be around man yeah. so it's like it's like that in a lot of hoods around America man so like in your city do uh do people or uh, a lot of artists collab or does everybody just stay to themselves? For the most part, everybody stay to themselves. Me, I'm willing to collab with anybody. I don't put it out there. Like, hey, I don't give a fuck what kind of song it is. If it's a country motherfucking song, I get on that bitch and I rap some country shit on that bitch because I'm just that versatile. I ain't tooting my horn. I'm just confident. You feel me? But for the most part, nah, a lot of people, unless they friends, Unless they being friends and stuff like that, live living together, brothers and sisters, or whatever, they doing collabs and shit like that. But for the most part, it, it's like it's like it's air man for themselves out here. Ain't nobody trying to lift the next nigga up. Ain't nobody. I mean, like, hey, let's me and you could be stronger than what we is by ourselves. Ain't none of that. They don't think like that. You feel me? Oh, okay. Yeah, they rather like they rather stun on the nigga. They rather try and get some money and, and, and go in the club and be like, hey, yeah, nigga, I got more money than you type shit. Or, hey, nigga, look at my shoes. They better than yours type shit. Instead of worrying about, you know, upbringing each other, they go to the club, all these females in the club, and they want to fight and argue and shit like that. Like some, you feel me, lying shit. That's why I want see, man, you know me. You know me off of back in Korea, man, how we was in them parties and them clubs. You know how I am with these women. I get to a party, man. I don't want to fight with nobody. I want to have a good time, enjoy myself. You feel me? It's like they don't do that out here. They want to get out here and fight. And all these women find beautiful ass girls in the club, and y'all worrying about what next nigga got or what this nigga doing. Like that's why I barely go out no more. And that's it. Hurt. You feel me? I love going out, but I don't do it no more. Oh yeah, man. That that, that is some some sucker stuff, man. You see that in a lot of. Uh, especially like hood clubs, man. Dudes just be fighting and shut the whole scene down for no reason. For no reason. Petty stuff. So like, so like, what artists have you worked with so far that people might know, or 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 what artists you work with in general? Um, only got only got one real feature, man. I got one song with a female, and she she local. You know, she came and she she recorded in the studio. I recorded her. You know, I engineered the whole project. You know, and her name is Smoochie. She go by Smoochie. If you look on YouTube, you'll find her music. But she just got a lot going on in her life, so she can't really stay consistent with her music. But as a collab, that's really it. Other collabs is jumping with producers. You know, I got certain producers that really believe in me. So they give me beats for free. You feel me? They a lot of producers want to send me their beats. It won't be the. It's to the point where I got so many producers sending me songs, I can't even keep up with them, and I won't say no to nobody. Like if a producer want to send me a beat, the, the rap on his beat, I'm not finna tell him no. Like I really back myself up with so much shit to where it's like, damn. It's like I'm slammed with so much shit before I say no. Cause, cause the amount, the politicking and networking, you feel me? That take you a, a long way. You feel me? You don't never know who you could come across. So I tend, I don't burn no bridge. I, I rather say, I rather say, yeah, I'ma do it, and take four, five months to get to it, than say no. And you feel me? Never know what it could have been. You feel me? Yeah, facts, bro. So like, uh, how often do you record? Uh, and uh, how much music you sitting on right now? 
Shit. <laughs> Man, in my phone right now, I got about I got about maybe maybe 15, 15 songs that I that, that hasn't been heard that's not released right now. You feel me? Eight that's guaranteed going on the on the album I'm working on. But I try I try to record on my free time. You know, I'm I ain't I ain't, I ain't rich. I ain't made it in the industry yet. All this shit. I'm independent. I'm, I ain't got no label. This shit all all self self made. You feel me? So I record when I get some free time. Sometimes when I get off work, I go in the studio for about two three hours. You feel me? Before I start wrapping it up, make sure I get ready for work. I don't want to be too tired. You feel me? Because that's where the bread come from. Without no bread, you can't do nothing. You know, I need bread to push my music, promote it. I need bread to do all that shit. So I gotta work. So hey, I I, I record. You feel me? On, on when I got free time, I get off work. The weekends for sure. Most of my weekends go to the studio. That's what's up, bro. So like, um, a couple more questions, then we uh wrap it up, bro. So like, um, as far as your goals, man, what is your short and long term goals that you want from um your music career? Man, my short term goal right now. Is to get 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 a few videos did, man. I, I really been lacking and slacking on on, on my visuals, you know, because it's, it's it's really hard. It's really hard to find a good videographer, you feel me, or you know, a photographer to to that I like. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, some good ones in the city, but everybody go to them. And, and if you look at their videos, they all look they look similar you feel me they look the same you could tell that the same nigga recorded this video and i don't want that i don't want my video to look like the next person video i want my shit to be you know diverse i want it to be different and then i like to come up with you know ideas for the video so whoever watching it they got something to really look at and listen to i want shit to relate to the music so for my short-term goal i want to start shooting videos for a lot of music that i got out long-term goal I want to start rocking shows after shows after shows. I want to start opening up for artists. You feel me? Politicking. Like, I want to get in the industry. I don't want to just be straight independent. I don't mind being independent, but I'd rather be independent in the industry to where my name means something. You feel me? To where when somebody hear this, I could charge. Like, hey, you want me to perform? I'm going to need two bands. I'm going to need $2,000 to come perform at this club. I'm going to need $3,000, $5,000 to come to Texas. You feel me? I won't. That's my long-term goal for right now. You got to walk before you... No, you got to crawl before you walk on a trip. But, yeah. Start off with something small like that. Start making some good income off my talent. You feel me? My art. This shit not easy. I don't, I don't think people understand that. It take a lot of heart. It take a lot of... It takes a lot of confidence. You gotta have real confidence, build your confidence up to, to release to the people, to to the world what you came up with, what you wrote, your poetry, your art. You feel me? And it's not just talking about music. You feel me? It's everything. It go to everybody. If you you working on something, you doing hell. You braiding. You whatever it is, whatever it is you doing. You feel me? It take a lot to, to to produce that out to the world. You feel me? So long term, that's it. I want to start getting known, getting noticed for what I'm doing. Oh yeah, man. Absolutely, bro. You know, um, yeah, I, I can feel you on that, man. And um, what's your upcoming uh, projects you got for 2022? I know you said you was working on an album. It, um, how many um, uh, song, do you know how many songs is on it? Are you going to have any features and do you have a name for it yet? No, this, this, this solo album, this album is a release. It's like a, you know, you know how Lil Wayne had, sorry for the week tight shit you feel me that's what this solo album man this ain't the biggest project i'm gonna be working on this is just something to make up for the time lost because i feel like the last time i posted a release the song was down to two months ago or something like that you feel me so this this project right here that i'm working on is gonna be eight songs it's an eight song solo album nothing but me but the big project that i am working on it's a it's a it's a hot producer that's in my city he go by produced by ad you feel me and he, I, I bought a bundle of beats from. I actually spent some money with him. I bought, I bought, I think about six or seven beats, and we gonna work on a, a complete project. You know how DJ Khaled released his music. Like DJ Khaled is not a rapper; he's a producer. But it'll be like DJ Khaled featuring whatever rapper is on the song. 
So I got that going on with this dude named AD. He a hot producer in the city. You feel me? A lot of rappers go to him. And I'm feeling like I'm finna take these beats and I'm finna eat the fuck out of these motherfuckers. And I'm going to give y'all the reason. Like, I'm going to make y'all respect my music. I'm going to make y'all want to listen to this shit. It'd be like, oh, damn, we slept on this nigga. This nigga actually hot, you feel me? So that's my biggest project that I'm finna be working on. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a collab album with me and that producer. It's gonna be everything gonna see say A D featuring WAP on Kev, you feel me? But it's gonna be me on the songs. It's just gonna be all his beats. And I'm finna I'm trying to slate all them motherfuckers. I'm trying to come on these motherfuckers harder than any rapper rapped on any of his beats, you feel me? And he got a couple of major rappers that he produced for. Like he got he produced for Moot Boy. He hot in Florida. He he, he produced for a, cu- a couple hot hot down south uh, rappers. So it's really it's really a, a blessing. You feel me? To have him make beat and, and, and give him to me type shit. You feel me? It's a blessing. So I'm really trying to go up with that. Yeah, I feel feel you on that man. And um, do you have uh, an estimated time frame for the song that you're gonna drop the solo album and when you're gonna drop the album with the uh, pro- producer? Uh, well, my solo album be dropped at the end of May, the end of this month. I say the last day of May, I'm gonna drop. Yeah. May, but uh, for this, for this, the collab with AD, I'm thinking that I was gonna release that on my birthday, November twentieth. You feel me? Get I have that done and ready for whoever want to listen to it on November, November twentieth, my birthday. I usually don't do nothing on my birthday. I really don't celebrate my birthday. So that'll be a change to that, you feel me? Release my first night, my first real collab with a real producer on my birthday. I feel like that'll be nice. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely, man. Uh, before we wrap this up, man, uh, uh, let people know how they can find you on um, social media and uh, any last words uh, that you want to say. Man, listen, man. It's really big what. Y'all can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. Just type in WAP on Kev. That's W-O-P-O-N-K-E-V-V. I'm on all platforms, iTunes, Spotify, Amazon, Google Music, Triller. Anything you stream your music on, you'll find my music on there. You feel me? Just tap in with me. I ain't no, ain't no cocky nigga. I'm a humble nigga. You feel me? Anybody fuck with me, I fuck with y'all. That's, that's really it, you feel me? I love whoever love me. Oh, yeah, man. Absolutely, man. I, um, you know, I've been uh, supporting you since you started uh, dropping your music and things like that. You know, I like every song. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you uh, coming on the the podcast today and um like i tell everybody oh you know, man i appreciate it too but it's really a blessing man this is when you asked me to come on this motherfucker i was like man this shit for real like bro you for real type shit like, i really excited man i thank you for real oh yeah no problem bro like uh tell everybody that i have on my podcast man anytime you got something uh coming up as far as you know your music career or just real life situations. Cause I talk, I don't just do interviews. I do, uh, I talk about real life stuff, like police brutality, child support, fake friends. So everybody can't go to the top with you. Like things like that. You know, you can, uh, hit me up anytime, bro. It'll take me that long to strike no podcast episode up. You know, if I ain't got one on the schedule for that day. But since you got a fan right here, man. You got a fan for real. I fuck with it. Ed Jay the Great, man. Start sleeping on my boy. So yeah, man. I've been doing this for two years now. You know, I'm on all pla- I'm on eleven different streaming platforms. So you know, I built a nice little fan base with this now. So I'm just uh just applying pressure on this man, trying to get one of them podcast deals. You know. Yeah, it was definitely it was definitely a move, man. I definitely felt the I felt the energy in it. You feel me? It was a good little vibe. It wasn't no crazy shit. He was asking some real ass questions, but he really took me down memory lane for real, man. When I think about it, you feel me? 
nigga really been through a lot. But a lot of people don't know that. I tend to, you know, keep everything to myself and just keep pushing against all odds. Keep pushing. That's all I could really say to everybody. You feel me? I never give up. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Everybody uh, likes. Uh, I feel like everybody, you know, no matter what point they had in their uh, career, you know, they uh, deserve it for their story to be told. So, you know. Uh, far as like what they got going now and everything that led them to that point because uh, everybody have a legacy, you know what I'm saying? So a lot of people that, that probably don't know you as personally as I do, you know what I'm saying? If they listen to this, if they friends with your social media, be like, dang, I ain't know he went through that, you know what I'm saying? So he'll probably, you know, put some inspiration in some other people's life that don't know you personally like that, but then supporting your music, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, I did that, man. And again, bro, I appreciate the opportunity for real to get on here. And, you feel me? Speak my mind, you know, answer some questions. Let them know what, what the fuck, what, what story, a big walk. You feel me? A lot of people don't know shit about a nigga. They just think I'm just this random ass nigga that popped up rapping. You feel me? But now this shit, this shit, me, it's shit deeper than rap, really. Yeah, big, big facts, man. Uh, this uh, wraps up an episode of Eric J. The Great Podcast. I appreciate everybody that's been supporting me. Uh, my podcast available on 11 different platforms. I'm on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple, Amazon Music, YouTube, anywhere you can get a podcast. I'm on there. And uh, um, anybody uh, that wants to be a guest or uh you know, um, have any topic suggestions, uh, you can like you can like my Facebook page, the Eric J. The Great Podcast, subscribe to my YouTube channel, the Eric J. The Great Podcast, and follow me on Instagram, the Eric J. The Great, and I appreciate everybody supporting me, uh, drop new episode every week, and um, everybody stay tuned to the, uh, the next episode I got coming in a couple of days, and again, uh, Waffle Cup. Appreciate you uh, coming on, bro, and I wish you the uh, best of success. And I uh, know that you uh, eventually gonna make somebody gonna find you, bro. So I won't, I won't worry about it. Yes, sir. But well, that's love, man. I appreciate you, man. And to say everything to you, man. Same shit to you. Iron sharp and iron at the end of the day. Yeah, facts, bro. Well, we out. Yes, sir.